The following talk was given by Beth Mulligan at the 2019 Joshua Tree Retreat offered by Mindful Way. For more information about retreats and other offerings, visit www.mindful-way.com. Another transition moment. Maybe just feeling into the body as it feels after having done walking meditation. Um, and as I'll give some guidance for this this sitting meditation, but before I did, I just discovered in one of the closets back there these interesting things I've actually never seen before. But um, they, they're like this, but if you go like this, then you whoops, have a place for your, your tush and a place for your knees. So you have to have very narrow knees, apparently, but... Um, Anyway, I just wanted to try it, and there's a few back there. So as we said in the beginning, we'll be giving more instruction um, today, and that will drop off. But just to give ourselves some different tools to use as we move into more and more silent, unguided, meditations and um, so just see it as an offering as an option if you want to ignore it you can um, you know one thing that I've learned about teaching and about life is for example um, we'll never get the room temperature just right for everybody and there will be people who are perseverating about maybe the room is too cold or it's too warm. And so with this infinite curiosity, we could actually um, do what Casey suggested, like choose the way we want to think about it. What if you took off the word too? So the room is warm. And then what if you even took that off? It's just, oh, well, there's a sensation in my body. Um, in the past, I've called it heat. But right now, it's just a sensation. And become curious about it. Or you could spend the time thinking they should take care of this better. Why isn't the temperature different? Or you could take your jacket off, or you could put your jacket on. Um, but there will be some time in your life where you may need to tolerate some heat or cold, where you can't instantly do something about it. So this can just be a fertile ground to see that. And it goes the same with um, the meditation and yoga instructions. So uh, just a reminder about your notes. First of all, if it's not signed, um, we're not going to attend to it. Um, and also just watch, like, oh, I think I, I, I'm doing this practice, but I'm thinking about the teacher is giving too much instruction or too little. So your focus is very outward. So then there's a lot of choices there. One is I'll write the teacher a note and tell them to change the way they do things. So this is maybe something you do in your life. You know, something makes you uncomfortable or isn't your way. So your first thought is, um, let's see if we can get the other person to change. 
I'm sure none of you have tried that experiment um, ever hopeful. Uh, or maybe we could get like the entire management system of the grocery store to change so the lines aren't so long. Or we could look inside and say, oh, I have some, I'm having a reaction to this. I have some aversion to this. I want it to be different. So let's say if you want more silence, how can I be more silent inside myself? Or am I going to really let this evaluation of the teaching spin? And to spin to the point where then there's an action I'm going to take. I'm going to try to change um, the way it's done. Despite the fact that maybe there's 58 people who felt it was really the right amount of instruction, maybe 20 who didn't care, some were sound asleep. Um, but just look at these places where you can see patterns in your life. I mean, that's an invitation on retreat, to look at patterns in your life and say, you know, have I dealt with other things I don't like before this way? But I'll change, see if I can change the outside. Or um, how do I want to work with this inside? Uh, which is a really fruitful place to look. Now, I mean, if it's something really extreme, like you have no hot water or something, I'm not asking you to just be with that. Um, but just notice this place of preference. And I want I, doing it my way. Because it's so liberating. You know, not, this isn't meant as a critique. We all do it. This is the evaluative aspect of mind, which is not mindfulness. It's evaluative thinking and it's critical thinking. So as we move into this next sit, um, and we talked about this a lot last night as well, um, to pay attention um, to the way you pay attention. Is it kind? Is it curious? Is it open? Um, or is it evaluative and critical? So um, there's a couple types of thinking that occur um, when we're meditating. And really for the purposes of meditation, we try to see like all thoughts are equal. So when we're sitting and practicing with every intention of following a breath, um, in this next sit, I'm going to offer a few other anchors because the breath isn't the best anchor for everybody. That's why in MBSR, when we first teach the longer sitting meditation, we offer like five different anchors. So the people who for the breath isn't the best, um, and that could be anxiety, asthma, um, also sleepiness. The breath could be just like sink you like a stone. Whereas with sleepiness, opening the awareness wider to like sound, body sensations, the feeling in the room, even opening your eyes, um, might be a better anchor. Hearing is a really good anchor for people with um, anxiety, for example. So we know the thoughts that are just, we know the, the thoughts. They're thinking about, you know, something that's going to happen at some other time in some other place. We're pretty good at catching that kind of thought. And I, I'm a, I fear to even plant some seeds, but, you know, whether it's our relationship, our work, something that's going to happen 
or happened at some other time and place. We're pretty good at saying, okay, that's probably not meditation. That's probably just planning, thinking, remembering, worrying, um, critiquing. But where it gets really tricky, and this is what I want to really, you to really pay attention to, is when the thoughts are about your meditation practice. For some reason, we are so much more likely to go with those and fail to recognize them as thinking itself. So we have a thought, you know, I'm thinking too much. Um, so that's an evaluation of something that's going on. It's not what's actually going on. And then I, I should be better at this by now. I don't know where that ruler exists. Um, why did they leave such a long pause? I'm a really bad, I, I'm such a bad, this is a bad meditation. I just, oh my God, I feel so calm. This is, this is just fantastic. I hope it stays like this forever. Um, so thoughts that are about meditation, one of my teacher calls it a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. So it's kind of sneaky to catch and then not run with it other than like the other kinds of thoughts. So just notice thoughts about your meditation practice and then just consider those as thoughts too and come back to your anchor because they are sneaky and they will wear a costume looking like a very wise meditation teacher or something like that. Um, surely you're not still mind wandering now. So mind wandering is so normal it's actually a survival mechanism, and in the last maybe 10, 12 years, we've identified through functional MRIs the part of the brain called the default mode network um, that is very self-referential, it's very busy, it eats up a, a lot of glucose, and it occurs mostly when we're not really focusing on something. So they found this when they told the research subjects just, you know, don't do anything right now, we're adjusting the instruments. But they kept the machine running, and they saw this very, very active part of the brain, called the, which is in the, the center. And basically, it's a survival thing we evolved with. It's hardwired, and it's trying to keep us safe. It's looking in the, for, in the future. Am I going to perform well? Am I going to be seen well in the eyes of my peers? Am I going to be OK, basically, is what it's asking. Or it's looking in the back. Did I do that OK? Did I look like an idiot? Oh, I think I might have performed really. So it's going back and forth, and its main function is to try to keep us somewhere in the pack, in the fold. So don't worry about it. It's just there. But you can disengage it. You can disengage it by focusing on something. And they saw that under the scanners. So just be um, especially attentive to thoughts about your practice, because they too are just thoughts. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you or what you're doing um, other than what this particular part of the brain thinks. Sometimes when mine is very active, I actually will just kind of, to have a sense of humor about it, I just go, wow, you have so much to say about me and my practice. Like, could we do something else for a little while? Um, so as we move into the sit, I'll just leave you with um, this quote from Larry Rosenberg. Um, he says, these are guidelines for mindful living. 
It has five steps. Very simple. When, one, when possible, do just one thing at a time. Two, pay full attention to what you are doing. Three, when the mind wanders from what you are doing, bring it back. Step four, repeat step three several billion times. And step five, investigate your distractions. So please take a posture that will foster both alertness, wakefulness, but with some ease in the body as well. So you might just begin with tuning into the contact points between your body and the earth and the chair, or both. Just feeling the sensations of contact. It may also be contact between your body and itself. So hands resting on thighs or feet touching each other if you're cross-legged. Lips touching. So bringing this infinite curiosity to contact points of the body right now. Maybe somewhere you've never noticed before. Eyelids, arms alongside the body. So let one of these become your anchor for the next little while. When I say anchor, I mean the place that you come home to when the mind wanders, which it surely will. Whether it's your hands, your feet, your sits bones, thighs, this is the doorway in the threshold.
thoughts arise and if we don't follow them or feed them and we notice that they've arisen that's a celebration point to be acknowledged ah mindfulness is present it noted that i was thinking about something not right here and now and without any judgment or self-recrimination at all coming back to feeling the body in particular contact points might be feeling your fingers or your thumbs touching feet legs mind wanders feeds thoughts no problem coming back to the feeling of the body sitting here making contact with itself with the earth and simply noting those sensations beautiful ever-present doorway to this moment and this one If you notice a particularly strong sensation, something you might call, normally call pain, in this instant we'll call it a strong sensation, you can work with it in several ways. One might be to really move the attention in close. There's a lot of curiosity. What is this sensation actually? I'm calling it pain, but what does it actually feel like? sharp or dull, achy. And how much space does it actually occupy? And perhaps offering some breath directly to that spot. Just kindly asking the question, what is this sensation? What comprises it?
And another option is to move the attention away from that very intense place, especially if it just feels like too much. And you could focus on a part of the body that feels neutral or good, at ease, even though that spot may be calling to you. Just see if you can find maybe what your left ear feels like right now, from the top of your head. Some part of the body that is not in pain, that's at ease. It could be interesting to note that these two things, the strong sensation and the at ease sensation, can peacefully coexist. And then you can also, the last option is you can actually change your position, but do it mindfully. If that feels right, you've spent some time with it, you've investigated it, you're working with it, and now you feel like, okay, I think I gave it a fair shot. This isn't reactive. I'm going to consciously shift my position, see if I can find some ease or relief. So now we'll let the focus on sensations of the body, contact points, move into the background and move the awareness to place the phenomenon of hearing center stage. Just simply letting sounds arrive and go. So for the next little while, when the mind continues to create thoughts, as it will, the place that we come home to, the doorway is through the sense of hearing. And remember, this is all just an experiment right now. It's not about liking or disliking. It's an opportunity for you to experiment with some different anchors. And see if you can put the pause button on the part of you that immediately wants to say, I like it or I don't like it, or it works or it doesn't work. So just giving it a chance, just trying it.
returning again and again, this time through the doorway of sound and hearing. Not categorizing it or reaching for it, but just allowing it to arrive. And be your friendly reminder to be here right now. The sound can only happen in the present moment. This is why using the senses is so helpful and important. Now we'll let hearing move in the background. And if you never meditated with your eyes open before, you might like to just crack them open a little bit. It's a very soft, fuzzy gaze, maybe about 45 degrees in front of you. Of course, you're, you'll have some peripheral vision as well. We'll let the phenomenon of seeing, maybe just light, shape, color, trying not to identify too much. Coming back to the phenomenon of seeing, if you like, you could close your eyes now and see if you can actually see the soft velvet underside of your eyelids. Just be curious, nothing, no right way or wrong way to do this all an experiment so you have some options as we go through other periods of meditation with no guidance And now bringing awareness to the very fact that you are breathing. Letting everything else move in the background, although of course it's all continuing. Sensations of the body, hearing, seeing. Right now we're placing the feeling of an inhalation and an exhalation front and center in our awareness.
How interested can you be about this breath, the one you're taking right now? Maybe exploring, feeling some part of the body you've never noticed the breath moves before. Upper back, sides of the body, shoulder blades. The cool temperature as air molecules enter through the nostrils. And slightly warmer air molecules as they leave the nostrils where they've been warmed by your own body. Maybe for a few breaths, just noting cool and warm. You keep the focus on the place where the breath enters and leaves. Now see if it's possible to take the awareness and notice the thinking process itself. Thinking and feeling, they often hang out together. So rather than seeing thinking or feeling as an interruption or a disruption in your meditation, see what happens if you make the arising and passing away of a thought, your actual object an observable event. Huh, a thought is occurring. We don't get caught up in the story or the content. We simply see if we can follow and hold this thought in awareness as it will naturally pass if we don't mess with it. Maybe the mind gets caught by the thought and follows the thought, and then we notice that. We come back to the awareness itself. 
the awareness that can see and feel, touch, smell, taste. So in other words, it's like focusing on the sky rather than the cloud. Although you see the cloud moving through, moving the awareness to the big container that holds it all. As we now just let go of all anchor, particular anchors of awareness, rather than choosing them, holding this wide open awareness and letting those various doorways to the present moment just come through the field of awareness, passing through. So this choiceless awareness doesn't choose the object of attention, simply notices, ah, a breath, a sound. The sensation, thought. Just letting all things come and go, wandering through this vast field of awareness. And if this seems very confusing or a bit disorienting to you, that's also really natural. But it's actually how the mind functions on its own. We're just turning up the light on the awareness that holds it all, seeing the awareness itself. And now gathering the attention into the body and coming back to feeling this breath, the one you're taking right now. Perhaps even appreciating the breath, the body's natural nourishing and soothing system, 
Ivy knows how to breathe. Just breathing itself. meditation and just one tip I've learned over the years about walking meditation if you're going to use the restroom or do something to take care of yourself please don't wait till you hear the bell because the bell means come back we're going to start again so use it do it sometime during that period um, and then when you do hear the bell you can walk back at a normal pace Enjoy your period of walking meditation. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit www.mindful-way.com.